Hello and welcome to the No Holds Barred Witchcraft Podcast, a podcast for witches, occultists and other magical practitioners that know their way around a broomstick. They know which end points up and which end points down. In it. Yes, Chris? No, Chris. Three bags full, Chris. In it. Look what I've got. Do you see that? <laughs> Is an egg-shaped rock. I found it outside today. I'm putting all of my woes into it. Oh. Yeah. I like it. It's good. All I've of your woes? For a while. I'm not entirely sure what to do, but seeing as it when is it, a is rock it... that's shaped like an egg, I'm thinking I might plant it. Plant it? Yeah, plant it. Plant it in someone's skull. And <laughs> <laughs> say so that sounds more like you. Right then, my drearest. So there's this concept called red pilling. I believe it came from like The Matrix, which was a really, really famous like trilogy of films of that, where the Morpheus and that hold these two pills in his hand. There's a red pill and a blue pill. And he says, you know, you can take the red pill and find out what's really going on. Some home truths, mega edition. Or you can take the blue pill and just carry on what you're doing. You know, he said that to um, Neo, I believe it was, the one, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Neo was learning... Uh, you know, he'd been spending his time in the fake magical world, learning the Wicca and the like, and he finally was given the opportunity <laughs> to take the red pill. If he takes the red pill, he finds out about all the real magic and gets to know the real magical practitioners. If he takes the blue pill, he can carry on reading shit Llewellyn books for the rest of his life and lighting incense cones and candles to you know plastic statues from nemesis now yeah do you know which pill <laughs> neo took can you remember obviously he took the red pill liam he took the red pill but what does it mean to take the red pill because in the matrix movies he actually physically at a red pill even though he was in basically like a game that was a little bit more sophisticated than that harry potter game you're now addicted to um, and it was some sort of tracer or something like that. I don't really know the technical details of it, but from what I remember of the film. But basically, the red pill is almost, it is a magical thing, isn't it? This idea of red pilling is not just a realisation, mental clarity and an epiphany, is it? It is an actual magical thing that certain people, certain people, I think, use uh, maliciously, Mr. Chris. Are you aware of that? Oh, do they? Yes. I think certain people oh. use red pills or red pilling, as they say, magically speaking. They send that sort of uh, magical energy and such towards people that annoy them, but that when they're caught doing it, they then turn around and say, no, red pilling is not like a hex and a curse. Then. It's just as fucking devastating often to the person. But overall, it's good for the person because it means that they are now aware of the problems with their magical practice and such. It's like forcing someone to evolve and that, isn't it? Which ideally like this. Like a sound return. Evolution and that's apparently a good thing, isn't it? So, you know, why wouldn't you want to evolve? Well, I'll tell you why. It's because it's really fucking painful. And it's supposed to take a while, but forcing some sort of spiritual revolution, uh, forcing some sort of spiritual evolution, it sounds like growing pains times a million, yes? Yeah. Would you ever red pill someone, either on purpose or accidentally, or if they asked you to? Would you do it? Um, I have red pilled people. Oh. What, did they ask you to do it, or was it just like a, here you go, No, I'd, I'd, I'd never, I'd never use it as a punishment. I would. Um, believe it or not. Mm. 
So, why did you um, use it? What happened? Give us a story. We like stories. Come on, put down your doodle so and go in and do the podcast now. Come on. <laughs> Like that means I focus any less, Liam. I was doing I was doing some very important math, actually. Oh well, at least you weren't doing the sewing machine um, because that's fucking noisy. No, I've resisted the urge. Although I have cut lots and lots of parts of Foxies here for you. Oh, new Foxies, new Foxy designs, isn't it? So they they will all be um, sewed later. This is the um, limited edition. I hope you liked this. I hope you liked the solar one because I was very happy with the solar one. Mm. I like um, the um, uh, the ESP card one. I think that came out really well. Oh, the the divination one. Yeah, yeah, that's my favorite so far. This one. Yeah, that one. The the listeners can't He's see very it. Cute. Oh, you have to use their imagination in. It's fine. We've just we've just leaked a potential new range of products that they haven't heard about yet. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to all be chit chatting about it now because we haven't actually said what it is. Um, so yeah, so red red pilling, I've I've done it I've done it a few times, um, which is very different, like you said, to my instant karma spell, which is a favourite of mine. Um, but yeah, it's the closest way I could call it is like bringing someone's Saturn return early, mm. um, like but all of their Saturn returns at once, kind of not just uh, not just the next one, but like all of them coming at once. Um, it has the potential to make a person shit their pants. I think in terms of the the volume of information that that person can end up with, so. I've only used kind of smaller versions of the the red the red pill in that sense, like not giving them full access. Um, often as a teaching aid, where someone is when I've temporarily given them full access mm. to what or push them down the rabbit hole a little bit further. Um, I do like that bit of the the matrix where they are literally following a, a white rabbit. Like it's it's part of the um, the ploy at the beginning mm. of the first movie. That kind of like borrowing from Alice in Wonderland. I quite like that. Um, so yes, I've used it in order to kind of give them a taste of what progression needs to look like with a you know stubborn student that doesn't want to move forward um or can't see the need to move forward um so again not as a punishment but as a teaching aid to go this is what it could look like um you are not there yet and mm. when they don't believe me that you they're not there um that it gives an op- opportunity to show but that's a retractable red pill, not a permanent one. Whereas Neo was like ejected from his pod. Mm. Um, like it was an e- eject se- um, sequence, wasn't it, in the in the movie? So, yeah. Uh, whereas I feel like that's a, there is no turning back. Like mm. that part. I don't think I've ever gone full red pill in that version. Because that just Isn't sounds that dangerous to me. Isn't that what the red pill is? Is the fact that you're forcing this kind of spiritual enlightenment and understanding on someone and they're never really going to be the same after that. So now they've seen what's out there. It's like when people yeah. start to develop psychically or realise the magic's real for the first time, it's like, oh shit, this is something I never <laughs> I never allowed for. <laughs> yeah. I think it's I think it's important though because I think and I think in some ways no holds barred kind of offers a kind of sneaky peeky view in that way um because mm. we talk about 
on here we talk about magic at a level that most people are like why why would i need to go there mm -hmm. like it is that kind of um we're no longer in that kind of safe part of magic mm. where they're just a dabbling um i think some people call it wicker um there's that you that kind of that part of it where it just looks pretty and there's candles and all that kind of stuff where it's where it's very safe or at least feels very safe with lots of tools around and as an an aesthetic and i think whereas when you get to the point where you're like this is no longer playing oh. Like, if I cross this line, I won't have a choice but to play the game. Mm. I think there's that that kind of drop-off point where people have a, have a major realisation um, that magic isn't this nice, pretty thing with Disney colours and Instagram filters. Like... You know, it's no longer, it's no longer, fun's the wrong word, but a game, I think, that it's not, we're not playing anymore. Mm. Um, you fuck this up, there's some serious consequence. That sort of, that's kind of the red pill point for me, I think. Mm. Well, there's a lot of little uh, what they call baby witches in it. Baby witches that are basically playing in a sandbox, and that sandbox might be a nice experience for them, or it might be the sort of sandbox where wild animals and cats and dogs and that have gone and done a pee pee in, or a poo in, <laughs> and they've just they've just dug it up and smeared their hands in it, which ultimately means they've been put in this little sandbox because it's supposed to be safe, but actually the universe isn't quite that safe. And when they find that there's a nasty surprise for them, they're really very much out of their depth, and it requires a spirit or a deity or a magical practitioner like Mummy and Daddy to come along with the wet wipes and clean them up. Otherwise, they touch the bad things, they can go blind, Mr. Chris, can't they? what we like to do is we like to force people or give them the opportunity to leave that sandbox and to go and play on the big metal climbing frame with the big kids but not only that we also yeah. give them banners because the big metal climbing frame that is the universe multiple universes they've got the spanners to undo the nuts i mean what could possibly go wrong <laughs> <laughs> yeah it it does often feel like we're giving we're giving us um you know a spanner kit to a five-year-old i must admit mm. but that's where the fun is isn't it well it is for us i don't know what <laughs> um i don't know what the rest of them think about it but you know i i find it amusing watching them kind of uh dismantle <laughs> dismantle the universe I find it very Obviously, telling that there's you're a equating, certain part. I find it very telling that you're equating red pilling, some sort of red pilling spell or ritual or whatever, with instant karma. Because your instant karma thing is what you tend to do to people that you dislike or find annoying. And yet you're saying that it's kind of like that, but red pill is not. Now it's not that bad, is it? Not that bad. I mean for <laughs> spiritual awakening. That sounds fun. Stepping on a rake and getting hit in the <laughs> nose with it, that's not so fun. But you are equating the two together, I know, because this is recorded. You can play it back and listen. <laughs> so you want to really, I really just... think about that? Because it could potentially be a painful... Well, is red pilling ever not a painful experience in some way, shape or form? No, it's, it's always going to be some kind of some kind of painful... I don't know. I just, I feel like red pilling can't ever really be done, or at least I don't feel it should be done as a um, a punishment. Like, I feel mm. like 
doing it as a punishment is in in a lot of ways um neglectful not of the individual what i mean is as somebody who has practice to a certain level and is at that point of practice mm. should respect the craft enough to not red pill someone for fun mm. like if you're going to red pill somebody it's got to be a learning exercise or it's got to be in order to you know there has to be an outcome mm. because i think otherwise you just you may as well just hand the person a straitjacket like mm. someone needs to be prepared or warned that they're about to experience the red pill uh, like with the the morpheus neo moment of kind of like there needs to be almost an acceptance of the red pill and i feel like throwing it at somebody like it's a like it's a fun game to me just kind of crosses certain ethical lines which you probably didn't think i had but there is that no, kind of part of um i think it has the real potential to be a really good teaching aid for necessary you know for the necessary individual mm. because you are changing that person forever like i said yeah. even with the kind of step back which is what i'm talking about which is like a re a retractable red pill mm. they've still experienced it they're mm. just not holding on to the drama that will come with um and the carnage that will come with whereas so to me it's kind of like um rather than the red pill it's probably a uh, red red 3d glasses where they're suddenly right. seeing what's possible for a short amount of time whereas like when you look at the your red pill i don't think there is a coming back you look at bed sheets under a microscope and you see the bed bugs mm. but then well, at I the don't... same time you, you just take the microscope away and you can just go back to thinking that those bugs aren't really there chewing on you at night yeah Hello to everyone that's listening to us as they're yeah. going to bed I know some of them do like to drift off to sleep. They'll probably be asleep by now, to be fair. <laughs> As the bed bugs gnaw at them. Ooh, I feel itchy just thinking about it. So this is interesting. Chris has found some morals and ethics from somewhere. I'm not where borrowed, borrowed or acquired them from. Why is it so bad to red peel people? I mean, if you've got some ceremonial magician called Sebastian, let's say, and he's a bit thinks he's all special than that. And he's saying, you know, oh, I'm the bestest magical practitioner all around. You don't know nothing, you witches. You know, would you not be inclined to say, oh, you think you know everything? Well, do you know this and open up something? How would you deal with that? Would you just walk away? You don't seem like the walk away type. It's it's one of those. It's one of those um initiatory processes and i feel like handing someone a red pill isn't something you hand and walk away like i feel there's there's almost contract involved mm. um because it's that kind of bigger work that i don't think you can just kind of hand it off and walk away um you've got to at least observe well, yeah, because that's the um, whether or not you get it. involved is a different matter. That could, you know, but you've got to stay. You've got to stay and watch. Um, and I don't. I don't feel like you couldn't stay and watch. I don't think you'd get a choice. I feel like that's a two-person choice. There, the person handing it and the person taking it are kind of bound in that until it's played its way out. Well, it takes two to tango, as they say. I mean, why wouldn't you want to stick around to enjoy the downfall and spiralling of the person? <laughs> I mean, if you cared about the person, then you wouldn't want to watch it, would you? But at the same time, you'd feel obligated to guide them through the process. But if you dislike them, I don't know, Chris. I mean, I know it was your birthday a couple of days ago, but are you starting to get soft in your old age? Is that what's going on? <laughs> I'm not getting soft. Things. I just... I've done some hideously terrible things, but I'd rather do. I think those are slightly more humane than handing someone a red pill. 
Why? Because of the hideous things that you've Obviously done, I'm they don't ever get out of. Whereas red pill in, they get something at the light at the end of the tunnel. That's like, you know, a reward. Yeah, <laughs> but just, some of the worst things I've done, some of the worst things I've done, though, they wouldn't necessarily be aware of. Mm. And I'm just enjoying the carnage from afar. Whereas oh. what you're, what, you know, it's one of those things like like I often say, you know, killing someone's a little bit too simple. Mm. You're just making them stand out a turn until they come back again. Like um, there is very little kind of carnage to occur with that. Whereas, you know, cursing someone's entire bloodline, there's lots of carnage to watch, there, but they wouldn't necessarily be aware of it. Mm. Um because let's face it, we don't all stand there like Maleficent and and announce the spell to the person we're cursing. We do the no. cursing and the effect is felt. It's mm. not, you know, uh, on your 16th birthday, you will prick your finger on a spinning wheel. Like, we don't vocalise spells like they do in, um, you know, fantasy and, and fairy tales. I think we should more um, about we should do that more to the person much more fun so well yeah you know one of my favorite movies is practical magic mm. and uh, the little moment where she goes you know i hope you get chicken pox pointing her finger um like those kind of instantaneous magics are entertaining mm. um particularly when you don't have to verbalise it and they still know you've done it. Um, those are my favourites. But, yeah, whereas I feel a red pill, there is no escaping the fact that you've done that, like you've handed it over. Mm. Um, that person is fully aware that everything you're about to experience, see, have happened to you is all a result of that moment. Um but why? Why do you not think it's the same? Or are you just playing devil's advocate? I don't know. I personally don't have a major issue with red pilling people. Um, I find it quite quite amusing because <laughs> they get something out of it. Yeah. I mean, it's forcing a, a terrible but yet necessary and useful lesson upon someone. It's like giving someone enough rope to hang themselves. And that's the example I give with the Sebastian thing. That's the sort of person that I would do it to person that's kind of like okay. all uppity up themselves and all that and you're kind of like all oh, right you claim to be able to be the greatest magician in the history of the world just here we fucking go new solomon deal with this it's putting someone to the test surely but with regard mm -hmm. to the cursing that i think cursing is definitely one of those things which you're either doing it that you don't want them to know it was you in which case you do it behind their back or if you do want because I think there's a place for doing it to their faces and such. I'm, I am one of those yeah, people yeah, that's done that before. I do wonder if, because Nan always used to say, don't point, it's rude to point. She'd get very funny if you pointed at her. Do you think she was scared that I was a curse in her under my breath or something? Well, I think that's where a lot of the, the hysteria comes from mm. around magic the superstition that occurs is down to that sort of behavior mm. of which in some ways i i really love because to me that actually shows a better understanding of direction of magic mm. than waving a wand does mm. um so that kind of in some ways gran has got more magical knowledge um than your basic first degree Wiccan. She um, got her guard up because I pointed at her. So, you know? Mm. Yeah, your, let your vodka run dry, I said as I pointed at her. She was deeply offended. <laughs> I was like, I don't mind a dry martini. <laughs> but I, don't want my dry, I don't want my vodka to get any drier. Mm. Right. So what is your go-to? We've got five minutes left of the regular edition of the podcast. Do you have a go-to method for red pilling? And is there such a thing as a go-to method for red pilling? 
because it sounds like an interesting practice. And most of the time we've read Pillin, obviously with the matrix and that, there's the concept of there being like a physical component to this. So Neo eats the red pill, like makes his choices in. He has to physically pick it up and eat it to show that he's made his choice rather than just saying, oh yeah, mm. he's actually had to do something to back up. Kind of like on those quiz programs where they have to lock their answer in, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Like pressing a button or something. It kind of feels like that. But what's your method of red pilling people? Um I'm obviously being the faustiest witch of them all. I still quite like a handshake. Is that a gay like handshake actual... or a, a normal straight person handshake? No, a normal business-like handshake. Okay, because you don't just give those out to As anyone, in... do you? No, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm, not a, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm a. I'm more of a hugger generally, yeah. as you know. Um. So there's nothing quite for me. There's nothing quite as formal as a handshake. Mm. Um, I feel like there's more formality in a handshake than there is in signing on a dotted line. Mm. I don't know why that is, but that kind of like that's an agreement is quite physical. Is probably the reason, as compared to the kind of like the signing i don't feel like you can i don't know almost fake a handshake like because you've for two for two people to actually have touched hands like especially in the post-covid world mm. where nobody likes a handshake um yeah like and obviously you know i work with students so there theirs is all fist bumps it's yeah. all about respect so like i do fist bumps with clients but only if they've earned them i don't do them every every end of every session but if they've earned them i'll give them a fist bump okay even to like 70 year old whereas i feel like a handshake is in my world used so very rarely that there must be a there must be a reason behind the handshake mm. Then my nan always said that you should never trust a man with soft hands and a weak handshake. Would you agree with that? Um, probably, because they say most of them are, are paedophiles, aren't they? I don't know. I I don't know about the soft hands thing. I can kind of understand it, but I I'm very I'm I don't know. I always feel like if you've got a handshake with a guy, if you do a handshake with a guy. And it's a weak handshake. It makes me suspicious. I don't know whether that's a thing or whether that's just because you she used to say that. But I don't. It might I, be I, just I, because I have very I have very soft hands. I wouldn't say that I have a weak handshake though. Yeah, it's just something feels about I, untrustworthy because if you're making a contract or an agreement by shaking the hand, if the hand doesn't feel like it's actually shaking. It feels like, you know, that thing you do creasers where you cross your fingers behind your back and that, it kind of almost feels maybe it's like that. Or maybe it's just because they're obviously, yeah. I don't know, what is it they call them, a snowflake? I don't know. I think a weak, I think a weak, a weak handshake um, shows non-committal. I think that's yeah. what it comes down to. Yeah. Is when you, when you grip someone else's hand, it's a, it's an agreement yeah. And in that moment, that should be not a show of force. That's mm. what I don't like. It's people mm. who've got a too, too firm a handshake. Mm. But you kind of meet an appropriate level of not knowledge that there is something there. Mm. I think when I think when Nan's talking about, a, a, you know, a weak handshake, it's kind of non-committal. Mm. Not showing presence. I think is what she's getting at. Mm. Um, and then the soft hands is normally referring to the fact that they don't do any work, I imagine. Mm, but, um, a man with a soft with soft hands meaning he isn't manual. He's yeah. not man yeah. enough. Mm. So yeah, that sounds an old Victorian sexist. 
happening. Yeah, Victorian working class sexism, which does make a huge amount of sense. Yeah. Interesting. Hi. Okay, where else are we going with this then? We're on the Patreon, the special edition, the extended edition, the naughty zone, I think it was called now, wasn't it? The naughty zone. Anything for um, the naughty zone? Like I said, is 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 there a favorite is there a favorite delivery ser- a delivery method for yourself? Obviously yeah. for me. That's why we got on to handshakes. Um do you spit in someone's eye or no. what do you do? I ask questions normally is what normally sets people off because I generally ask specific questions. But sometimes I put a certain amount of energy behind a question. Because a question needs so a person so basically there's like that concept of if a tree falls in the forest does it make a sound and we know like from scientific perspective yeah it does make a sound but if you are saying words do people have to be open to actually listening to listen to those words some people would say yes they need to because if they're not actually paying attention or listening then the words aren't going or sinking in other people that like to listen to story tapes at night that tell them to be an assertive strong leader and hope that that will <laughs> go into sleep listening to that program them <laughs> in their unconscious sleep state to be a strong and assertive leader even though they're a little bitch um some people would agree with that kind of thing that is receptive kind of thinking <laughs> in and that kind of thing i'm not one of those i don't know if you can tell um whereas i'm thinking <laughs> like for someone from the red pill perspective if they're receptive to listening to something very often these people can hear a word or see something or it starts the ball rolling and for me it's a snowball that's falling down a hill and picking up more and more snow is what the mechanism you're trying to find so I find language and words quite useful for that but then I'm a little mercurial I've done like sigilish type magic so not the creation of a sigil but actually showing people things so I've got a card deck and in there, that card deck, there's a, just normal playing cards. There's a jack of diamonds. And I use the jack of diamonds, like I'll just flash it at people and it, it does a certain thing. It works really, 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 really rather well because yeah. it's just a flash. And it is, again, receptive to the transmission of the energy because with words you listen, so it absorbs through, you know, the ears and such and into the brain. But with that, you can do it purely visual and not explain anything. So if you just show them something, then that would also do it. It's literally taking hashtag triggered to a whole new level. (laughs) 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 All these people that like to go on about being triggered, that's what I like to do. I just like to do it in a red pill way. So the triggering is a triggering of basically like dominoes. They end up getting sent down a path which is like an enlightenment kind of path normally opens them up it's a forced (laughs) opening of the psychic senses because i find that when the psychic senses are opened they aren't able to really put off that extra sensory perception so they're not able to shut off necessarily their psychic senses but also all of that information that is connected to them whether it's on like an astral level or even higher or something like that then starts to flood through and when, you know, if we're sinking down in the Titanic and the bulkhead or the door opens up and water comes in, it's really fucking difficult to close off that doorway with all that water pissing through. You have to really, really fight to close the door. And if it's too much, they get knocked aside and drown. Well, that's red pilling for me, except without the drowning bit. <laughs> it just feels like drowning. What the Americans like to do at Guantanamo, Guantanamo Bay, is it? Um, waterboarding, isn't yeah. it? Where they make people feel like they're drowning to make them suffer and give them information, but they're not actually dying. Waterboarding. Magical waterboarding. Red pilling. Kind of the same thing. Yes, because actually what you're doing is you're forcing the psyche to remember what it's supposed to know um you know um what was i gonna say i think i think the reason i feel object 
kind of bothered and responsible for it is I think what I've talked about I've probably talked to you about I don't know if I've ever talked on the podcast about it but kind of my kind of twice blessed issue Mm. that kind of walking around with a key to open up people's psychic ability all the time Mm. is something that naturally I have to be mindful of Mm. um I think that probably is what makes me feel guilty somewhat if I ever do feel guilt by the concept of red pilling someone because I already feel like I walk around doing that anyway Mm. um, on at least on a psychic level Um, so that Mm. even kind of mundane seeming people are having prophetic dreams around me I kind of um, I don't know I suppose I feel it taps into that responsibility that I feel mm-hmm. um so kind of yeah so that kind of blood magic occurring I I think doesn't really allow me the space so I kind of want to go to the other end Liam and kind of blue pill so would you wow. ever consider blue pilling someone so if the red pill is opening up if the blue pill is to shut down and make them forget everything they've just experienced so you've got a magical practitioner who just wants to be normal having actually progressed magically mm. um i mean would you i suppose another way of looking at it another way of looking at it would be um in harry potter terms would be the obliviate that kind yeah. of forgetting everything they knew mm. Um, I wouldn't normally do or think about that. I'd think of it more like a dampening build. So it's more like a, a, um, a temporary rest bit. And only when people struggle with the psychic uh, downloads, I suppose you just call it psychic downloading too much and they need, and they need to switch off from a recovery perspective. Um, most of the time I kind of equate that to a little bit like tendonitis because with tendonitis or tendinopathy I should say um it tends to get treated by making the situation worse (laughs) so you just do a shitload of chin-ups or something like that and then make sure your sleep and nutrition's up to speed but it just makes it worse until it suddenly kind of gets better um which for like a lot of things with the body you would not want to do that you want ease and recovery and stuff but for that most people when they experience the psychic downloads i'm more inclined to just wedge open the door a little bit more because what tends to happen is they're getting too much that they're getting too much and they can't cope with the processing of it but it's still not enough like overwhelming enough for it to like flat out because there's literally like if you're in a room with so much noise and like a loud crowd and stuff, it's really noisy. But when it's like so loud, you can't actually make out any of the noise. You kind of then tune that out like static. Some people go to bed listening to static, don't they? So sometimes I will control the volume, but I wouldn't stop it. That would I'd consider more to be like a binding, um, which I have done obviously on people. Our restrictions is normally the the pathway from the physical realm to the astral so normally just to bind their psychic psychic senses the only one I've really done I don't think I've done a mercurial binding or a Venusian binding that I can think of it's normally always psychic stuff mainly because they're over reliant on the psychic ability or it's given them too much of a problem so I tone it down or restrict it to a certain extent but no, blue pilling in terms of like sending people back and allowing people to escape to the occult. Can't say I've done that in this life. What about you? And so I definitely I definitely haven't. Um I've done all manner of bindings, but the um no, I've never thought of it as I've never thought of it as a process, really. It's that's why I kind of brought it up, because I was just kind of like well, what would a blue pill look like, magically speaking? Um, it's closing off the door, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, shutting that door, one would be a, a rather impressive work, 
I must admit, theoretically, it's a very interesting concept. Um, in practice, it sounds messy. I mean, um, it, kind it, of in the it, same way. Sorry, I was just going to say it can be done, and I would. I think there are practitioners that have done that that I've been suspicious of because they've used because the enemy is basically other practitioners that have quarrels and problems with other practitioners they've suddenly turned round and then all of a sudden their foe or enemy kind of gives up the occult and goes into some kind of like converts to christianity or goes to some weird kind of thing it's almost like the psyche is fragmented and you know it's like oh kind of like when people transfer from going from being an atheist to like being a christian or something because they're suddenly scared of hell all of a sudden that kind of thing it's like there's a runaway aspect of it and it's normally something on a subconscious level that there is a subconscious block that's been placed upon the person it's done quite strategic and done quite well to the point where the person's mind and the psyche cannot distinguish whether it was external input or whether it was in fact a block put on um but now it could be complicated potential magic. Maybe we should give it a shot just for the fun of it. Maybe. I just, it, it's one of those things, like I say, my, I'm being quite specific about what I would mm. consider a blue pill to be. Mm. Um, because obviously there are different kinds of dampening setups and binding restrictions, etc., that are very um, unnecessary and have happened. You know, I've done myself. But the but the thought of actually like erasing like mm. thinking more harry potter obliviate kind of removing that entire thing from somebody's mm. it's kind of like for me it's a big bang moment it's a set off a trickle of explosions all the way through yeah. um do you know what i mean like it would have to be a full chain reaction through someone's entire system mm. Whereas I yeah. think a binding is quite uh, quite simple by comparison. Well, binding is a volume change, whereas what you're normally talking about for that sort of a serious manifestation, with a real practitioner, that sort of serious manifestation is probably going to manifest as a brain hemorrhage. Yeah. I should, and then the brain having to re reformat, relearn, yeah. uh, personality changes potentially as well. But the idea of the blue pill from the matrix obviously is a choice of an escape as a choice not to go forward or in reality to go back to like pretend literally pull the covers up yeah, you when you're in bed pretend yeah, but with the blue with the blue pill you'd have no memory of that meeting mm. so yeah. you would just go back to as if it never happened which is very very different to like you know, a binding where you mm. still remember the magic you used to be able to do but can't do it anymore. Yeah. Whereas, like, this is a removing all memory and any access to it, like you say, would have would probably manifest in in the real world as a as a brain hemorrhage or a uh, mm. a coma that then came back. You know, and you have these individuals that come back after a coma and they're. Yeah. Um, suddenly speak French you yeah. know it's it's one of those it's one of those kind of reshuffling the deck mm. but while they're still alive almost yeah. um, so kind of want kind of want to although I've done all sorts of reshuffling of the deck I just don't think um, I never have thought of it as a concept really mm. I would have never have thought to go as far as because I suppose because I'm too fausty, I guess I would want them to remember what they used to be able to do. Um, <laughs> that in itself seems like a a decent enough, you know, punishment, uh, punishment is not yeah. being able to do that thing. Um, I wouldn't think to go as far as they never would, you know, because it'd be quicker to just kill them off and then mm. they come back again. Mm and have to start from scratch whereas i wouldn't go with i just feel like that's a huge undertaking for what um 
I can't think of a, t a reason you would need to. Mm. Because there, in other terms, there would be some kind of, um, you know, binding that would do or dampening that would suffice. You know, if you've got someone who's magically too connected, dialing it down or cutting it off can be done with a binding. But the whole mm. forgetting it ever happened seems like an unnecessary step. Well, that's a protection, isn't it, at the end of the day? That's protecting them. Um, so when you had, you know, that supernatural TV series where they had where Death put a wall up to stop did Sam or Dean or one of them remembering hell or something, that kind of thing, that's, that's protection, yeah. protecting the, a very fragile psyche from, it's, the glass is cracking, but you're protecting it from smashing. But it's still very delicate. Yeah. Um, Mm, interesting. One of our dear patrons, I do believe, was developing a red pilling kit so one could red pill themselves at one point. What? Because that's obviously from an ethical perspective, someone would have to choose to go under that process. They're not being forced into it, are they? Yeah. But what would you consider I think, that? I think would you consider that to be assisting someone to cheat, or do you consider that to be helping them? Because the concept of red pilling yourself, most of the people that would go towards that, I would imagine, are the sort that would think, "Well, I really want to do this psychic development thing and all that, but I'm struggling till." So yeah, um, I don't know because I kind of look at that. I kind of look at that as not kind of full red pilling in the mm. sense of I think this was quite a the the example you're giving is is quite a packaged mm. deal um where it's kind of like almost um giving them a cheat paper for the next test right kind of way of kind of getting them there sooner so almost mm. like um, an intense driving course. Is it like Luke? You know, where you kind of like... They're committed <laughs> yeah. to doing it, but you're just kind of like, like easing them into it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So this is this is the kind of muscle relaxant handed before yeah. you get fisted. You oh, know, that kind I've of... I've never been fisted, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> so, well, neither have I, Liam. But the, my oh. point was... That's but kind of what I imagine. Can you understand about the? That's the. Well, is it is it like an injection or something? No, I'm I'm being figurative, Liam. Oh, I see. I'm, I don't know if people actually do take a muscle relaxant. Um, oh. I know obviously lots of people use poppers, mm. um, which I guess is a muscle relaxant. But the be um, you know I've kind of. Should we start selling them on the witchcraft live uh, on the witchcraft website poppers potion, not to be taken internally? No. <laughs> Did anyone ever investigate the magical use of poppers? Um, <laughs> there might be applications. Sometimes no I wonder. Out. I wonder. I wonder how these how these tangents occur. Um, I was just genuinely trying to give a way of describing quite gra graphically. Um, you know, I could have said epidural during childbirth, but I felt that was far more graphic. Um, I was just pointing out that some people take uh, normally take a medicine in order to encourage a smooth movement um, yeah. that might would be painful. The difference is this is more kind of, you know, um, the op that is kind of the opposite of that, isn't it? That's kind mm -hmm. of like um, instead of using a condom, rubbing toothpaste into it, it's going to be a, a painful <laughs> moment. Um, but there might be some exciting tingling occurring. Like, do you know what I mean? Like there's the possibility for an enjoyment at the end but whether or not the process is not necessarily going to be smooth. Um, 
So I suppose it depends on the ride that you enjoy, though, because if you want it to be smooth, use the lubricant. If you want it to be kind of rough and like aggressive, then you just use spit, don't you? <laughs> you just you just have to lower the tone unnecessarily. The I'm um, sorry. So, so yeah, so the with this particular with this particular setup, I feel like it is more an intense course. Mm. So like rather than it being there is no promise of it being smooth or painful, mm. what you're providing is an intensive intensive period to get to the next milestone yeah which i would question whether or not is true red pilling mm. i feel like red pill is all or nothing yeah um, red pill is the floodgates have opened the gates of hell are opened they don't close again whereas this is more like if it's if it's easing it open and that then that's like a road opener isn't it like the traditional road opening yeah. rituals and potions and magical stuff that the hoodoo lot are really big on road openings and such ease the gates open and get a guide like a papa legba or something like that to deal with it mm. the old folk, folk devil at the crossroads man in black type thing whereas this is like yeah. eh, now it's either open or it's closed and when it's open it don't close again <laughs> that's yeah whereas that's what i feel like a red pill truly is whereas i think what um, what was being developed there was more a case of this is a we're going to get you there um, mm. how supportive it is I don't know but I mm. kind of feel like that's like a I'm I'm gonna <laughs> I don't think it's quite a you're promising to pass them like an mm. intensive is uh, of the kind of like we you know you get three attempts to pass or mm. whatever it is as part of the cost of the fee but like um, it is that intense learning period that is being kind of forced upon you and you've mm. agreed to it, I think is quite important there. Kind of going left field again and going back to bindings, because I imagine lots of people probably would just think of binding as a very simple process in terms of mm. there's one kind, mm. whereas you started to hint at kind of planetary binding there is probably how we would describe them mm. um that's restricted. why you would go for that yeah sorry um i was gonna say the classic witchy binding is binding spells like oh that person i don't want them near me i'm gonna bind them or oh my uncle james he is a smoker and i'm gonna bind him so that he stops smoking that kind of thing that's very simplistic low-level magic whereas when you're talking about binding like we were talking about you're talking about restrictions placed on the body of the soul so aspects of the person's energetics so if you're talking about um restricting arteries and blood flow within the physical body you're kind of talking about that energetically speaking so you're talking about fucking about with their magical organs or magical energetic component parts and controlling them and such so that would be binding because it's stopping or restricting to a certain extent like when you put too many elastic bands around someone's arm and it turns a yeah. funny color yeah because i don't uh, people really don't i don't think well it happens with a lot of it which i think is what the topic of discussion for red pilling about mm. is that's kind of realizing how much more there is mm. like people take a take a small subject and they only go to the first hurdle mm. so like you talk about kind of representational magic and they only go as, you know, if you're lucky, they go as far as a poppet. Mm. Um, even though there is so much more beyond that in terms of representational magic. Mm. Or like, you know, like with the binding, they go as far as stopping someone smoking. Or mm. if they're really pushed, trying to block a spell or, you know, whereas they don't think of what would be the impact of you know cutting off their access to mars mm. 
I'm not entirely sure, because uh, I've not really seen anyone do it, red pill themselves, which is interesting as a concept, because that, that would be what I could imagine some people would attempt to do, to red pill themselves, to force their own growth or force themselves through something, which you do see people commit yeah. by eating too much putting too big a mouthful of food in their mouths and choking on it because you know but the magical equivalent of that you see people taking on big tasks in that but not really red put into a certain extent it kind of implies that some one or something else needs to be in on it to force that open yeah i kind of feel like if you were going to the question is whether or not you really could truly red pill yourself without mm. an assist. Um, I kind of feel like that's either, you know, walking into a nexus of power and mm. drinking it dry um, and then seeing what occurs. Kind of, um, for me, it's kind of, you know, it's it's Buffy Dark Willow, isn't it? Mm. Kind of red pilling yourself artificially. Um Kind of forcing a forcing a load of knowledge that you don't actually have in. Um, I think with that, which again, I think is why I, I fixate on the idea that you're somewhat responsible for the outcome, um, or not, not really. As in, kind of, there's a a, a feeling of responsibility. Mm -hmm. I think that comes to me from the fact that doing that is big work or at least it feels a full red pill would be a big working. And I don't know how you would, well, I'm sure I could theoretically, um, how you would separate yourself from that. Walk away. Because um, it does, like, it does feel like, to me like contract work. Yeah, I mean, you just do it and walk away what you do don't look at whether it's done or not like when you fire a gun and look in the opposite direction basically yeah That's what you're doing just red pill it random random hose <laughs> like putting a sigil out there on the internet that does it or sending some spirit out there to go and start it imagine if you created a red pill that you attached to a pentagram and anyone that worked with a pentacle or a pentagram ended up getting <laughs> red pill. That would be fucking hilarious, wouldn't it? The carnage that would occur. It would is be massive. It would force humanity to grow in unexpected and interesting ways. If you took every single religious symbol and then you attached a red pill to it, that would be very interesting. That'd be an interesting year, don't you think? Maybe we should do that as a witch wars or something. <laughs> witch wars, <laughs> red pill. Yeah. The red wars. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a scary thought. Every person that enters could be assigned a religious icon or symbol, and then they would have to red pill it. And then the amount of who <laughs> wins would, would, would be determined by the amount of unstable uh, trouble <laughs> from each of those religious parties. That would be fascinating. No? You're shaking your head. I just I I mean, think that's messy. Maybe which was messy. 10 or something like that then when they've got uh, mad skills by then. Maybe. Maybe. There we go. Maybe. You've heard it here first. He said maybe, which isn't a no. I was expecting it to be a hard no, but there we go. Like I said, he's getting soft in his old age, you see. He's coming round to my way of thinking. He started off with red pills or a big no-no and bad at the beginning of the show, and now he's talking about just randomly red pilling pretty much all of the big religions in the world. So, you know, the thirsty one. <laughs> Oh, is there anything else you would like to say? Because now's the time. No, I think I think we're good. I think we've covered red or, or blue. Mm. Quite, you know, given them plenty to think about. 
We didn't cover the black pill, though. Oh, well, we'll have to do one on that at another point. But oh, well. Thank you for listening to the No Holds Bar Witchcraft podcast. We very much appreciate your support. And I hope that you found this interesting, exciting and informative. And what I really hope is that it's inspired you yourselves to go away and cause some sort of mischief. As long as we haven't got to clean it up, go for it.